0: Business is now global, so shouldn't your financial consultants also provide worldwide expertise? Today, we talk about how Ruled is partnering with Finerva in London to help companies grow across borders. Welcome back to another edition of The Angel Nest. We're real angel investors and entrepreneurs partner to build great companies. I'm David Hemingway. I'm a five-time founder and now an active angel investor. And this is another of our continuing series of partnership podcasts with Johnny Walker of Ruled, outsource CFO accounting and consulting services. Ruled are the startup finance experts. And this group of programs is examining the state of the startup world, including the importance of financial reporting and how Ruled has helped their clients to achieve their goals and financial success. Welcome back, Johnny. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much, David. Great to be here again. We're also joined today by Adam Brody of Finerva and Richard Little, a leading angel investor in the UK and chairman of ID, a digital identity platform that exclusively uses outsourced accounting and CFO services. And they're one of the UK's most prominent up-and-coming financial companies. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for joining us today on The Angel
1: Nest. Thank you, David. Hi, Johnny. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting us. And the same from me.
0: Johnny, how did you and Adam start collaborating uh, and what kind of opportunities have developed as a result?
2: So, I think uh, originally Adam and I connected uh, when there was a client of his, uh, Grippable, that was expanding to the uh, to United States. And so, uh, they were looking for some finance and accounting support in the country here. Uh, so we made contact and we started working with that uh, with that client. It was great to connect with Adam because the business models of Fernerva and Rold are so similar in this uh, focus on outsource accounting for venture-backed enterprises. So in doing that work with that initial client, it was an opportunity for Adam and I to get to know each other. So we've met in London, uh, and really, it's been an opportunity for him to see the, the the benefit that they could get for their clients and having companies coming over here to the States. And for us, it's been about that reconnect back into the UK and seeing and helping companies that really expand. So it's been a wonderful uh, opportunity. I'm looking forward to a lot more partnership from here.
0: So Adam and Richard, it sounds like you two have worked out a formula for mutual success. Tell us how it happened.
1: Uh, So originally I met uh, the founder of OneID, uh, Rob Kotlartz, uh, I think probably four or five years ago. And we we did a a small project for the company. And uh, more recently they got back in touch and they were looking for some uh, CFO support and they were um, happy to to outsource it. And uh, I met the, the CEO, I met Richard and a couple of other members of the team. Uh, outlined how we worked, and I think the the chemistry felt good. And uh, you know, one ID for 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 us matches up with uh, the ambitions and the values of the clients that we look for. We 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 want to work with companies that are aiming big, and they are typically um, uh, they typically have equity investors, high net worth angel investors, some venture capitalists as well.
0: So, Richard, for angels, the bar is always high in terms of wanting to know what the numbers are and, and that they can be trusted. So, uh, your endorsement says a lot indeed about uh, this whole concept of outsourced accounting. Yes.
3: Um, and let me give uh, the, uh, the other side of the background to this. Um, we've ended up, obviously, we didn't know where we were when we started. We ended up as one of the larger uh, angel backed businesses in the UK. Um, Over the last four years, we've attracted uh, nearly 200 angel investors and we've raised more than 10 million pounds, which is an unusual, certainly for the UK market, is an unusual amount to raise from individual angel investors. Um, We had a CFO among our founder group, um, but a year into the project, uh, he needed to retire on sort of health and Actually, he had an exit from another company that uh, helped him uh, do that. And he introduced me to Adam, um, who he'd been using, I think, just for very relatively minor outsourced services because Adam had a team under him. And, uh, yeah, we saw the way forward for Adam to basically take over the entire function. Um, And now he's managing our payables, our receivables and has taken over the not inconsiderable burden of all of the angel interactions that we need in almost constant fundraising that we've been doing.
0: So is this a better and more efficient solution to the accounting
3: needs for some of your startups? Well, the issue with startups is that their accounting needs are quite extreme, also extraordinarily volatile. Um, We're pitching angels with our story, and some of them just sign, they, they see a headline and like it. A lot of them really do dig deep and managing that effectively. If you're dealing with a VC putting in 5 million, you've got time to spare, to give him the attention he needs. But angel investors who are putting in 50 or 100,000 pounds, it, your interaction with them can be just as critical, but you can't afford to spend a lot of time on it. So we occasionally need very senior Support from someone who can characterize a position and convey it with authority. Other times, we just suddenly get a flood of invoices at the end of a quarter, or to pay or to, to chase, uh, and, and we end up with um, relatively low-risk um, activities that are needed. Difficult to get that from the same man in the same month, or the same woman in the same month in a, in a full-time role. So we found that by Basically, sharing Adam and his team with a few other startups like us, we get access to a much wider range of services before we can afford to put a sort of five or six man team in place. I'm just going to
2: comment, actually, I think, Richard, that's probably the the most succinct and and best description uh, of the nature of accounting and startups I've heard, the, the two words of extreme uh, and then volatile. And I think in extreme, you've got this need for startups to be very compliant because they're reporting against investor obligations, and there's a lot of focus on the accuracy of the accounting, and volatile at the same time because the month-to-month just changes rapidly. And that's a real, I think it's a fantastic way to characterize the market that we that we target.
0: And Johnny and Adam, I'd love to hear the differences between the US market and the UK market. Is Is one side adopting outsourced accounting faster than the other, and, and why do you think that is?
2: I'll kick off, but I'll hand over to Adam pretty quickly. I think that in the in the U.S., it, it, I'd call it a fairly established trend. I think the vast majority of startups are actually outsourcing. Uh, who, they, who and what they outsource to, I think, does vary. And so you've got uh, a relatively you know, well-established industry of companies that do this outsourcing, and it really is a question of who... Is doing the most reliable job the most accurate job etc so i think it is quite well established here but adam I'd, I'd love to you know being being from scotland myself i think hearing the uk view here is is really uh, of great great interest
1: yeah i was just thinking i guess um if the, if the uk was ahead of the us we'd still have johnny this side of the pond but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no i think look you know the the us is uh, uh is a far bigger market of course than than the UK um probably uh in you know, g- broad generalization but um uh has you know has, has got a bigger uh, innovation economy and venture capital backed economy so i think yes i think there is in terms of services um that the um what you call fractional cfo or outsourced cfo it is it is bigger and it's it's picked up quicker in the in the us we're um we're one of a small uh, handful of um, uh, practices that have taken this approach. And, um, you know, as Richard articulated, that's because we focus on a particular audience and that's the the angel and venture capital-backed businesses. And they have highly sophisticated professional investors very, very early on in in the development of the company. And um, that's, you know, so that the needs are are more complex and they can um, get the, you know, senior and uh, strategic support at a a fraction of the cost of hiring someone full-time who they don't need, to be, I think, perfectly honest.
0: Just going to say, it sounds like superior service, a less costly model, and total flexibility. Richard, someday will all startups use outsourced accounting services?
3: Um, Some startups have a CPA, a qualified accountant, in their founding group. And that's really good. You know they're going to start off with the disciplines and uh, um, i yeah that's how one id started with a with a cpa in the founding group uh, for those that don't they do need to take this function seriously and um, it used to be enough just to have the the sales guy and the tech guy uh, in their garage so to speak um it's not anymore um and Certainly in the UK, I don't know if in the stateside, but in the UK, there are also very specific tax uh, arrangements, both for investors and for early stage tech companies of credits from their income taxes and things like that. So there are some special disciplines that cost a lot when you go to the big accounting practices to to get their their expertise um, because they built their businesses supplying relatively high cost services to relatively large companies with a view to public audit and things like that. Um, it's, it's different in the world of startup. And, and Adam's got that, got that sort of in his DNA. He, he's running a small company, he understands the concerns and he's got the disciplines that are needed. So unless you're lucky enough to have a CPA in your founding group, I do think you ought to look very seriously at this kind of uh, supplier. Indeed, I have done since. It's worth mentioning, in two companies since I've got to know Adam, I've found occasion not to go the full, uh, the full way that uh, one idea has gone, but, but I've got two other companies who have dipped in and might well take further advantage of, of Adam's services as, as they develop.
0: So it works in all different situations and at all different kinds of levels.
3: I think particularly in that stage before, I mean, and a, you don't want a fully qualified uh, chief financial officer unless he's got some staff to administer. You don't want him to be sticking the invoices into the envelopes, metaphorically speaking. I know we all do it online now. Um, so there comes a stage when you do. And at that stage, we're some way from it at one ID. But at that stage, I imagine Adam will lose a client uh, once he's getting a, an audit done, once he starts thinking about a listing, uh, and that sort of thing. But in that period prior to that, I think there's a very serious role that's played by companies like fin- Finova. I. Because I was sort of introduced directly, I've never scoured the market. I had to mention there's others in the field. We've never never sought to look at them because uh, um, you know he's hit the ground running, and we're doing pretty well with the the services we are consuming.
1: Quite an endorsement. I, I don't know about I don't know about you, Johnny, but I, I think I um, mean you know, Richard mentions if the company goes for IPO or you know gets to uh, I don't know Series H or or, or whatever, not one ID but. Uh, um, uh, a client but i see that as success if they've hired internally full-time team we've we've helped them get from um you know startup to uh to established scale up what do you think
2: yeah i, th- I think you, you hit the nail on the head there totally adam it is a question of of that company getting to that point of scale and hiring in is a success mm. point. And you know, we, we have we we look at it in our business that we have to in a way stuff the front end, which is the smaller business side, because mm. all of our clients are gonna scale. And so we've got to find companies early, we've got to find them at the point where we can really establish the right accounting at a point before Frankly, they can often make a mess of things, and so you want to get there in, in lean and quick and easy at the start, and then scale with them. And then, then it becomes a question of having built the right relationships and the, you know, the business partnerships. Frankly, at the point that the client, in a way, churns, you you continue on that relationship side. And the successful companies often throw up many other uh, founders that happen as a result. And the degree to which we get next clients from the founders of the companies that were successful as before, that's just um, it's testament to the quality of the services so I think, I think that is a success case for definitely, you're totally right Adam
0: Alright, Johnny Walker from Ruled, Richard Little and Adam Brody from Finerva thank you very much for joining us today to talk about how startups are revolutionising finance and accounting appreciate it.
3: Thank you David, good to meet you Pleasure David. Thank you very much both
0: You can find contact information for our guests today at our website, theangelnest.com, where you can also reach me. If you know of a company or an exciting opportunity we should talk about, I'd love to hear from you. My email is david at theangelnest.com. I'm David Hemingway. We produce The Angel Nest with help from David Newhoff at the beautiful Art Deco Film Center building just west of Times Square in New York. Thanks for listening, and here's hoping my fellow angels and the founders they support find their next great venture. So long until next time.